Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You are listening to... Is it? Is it, is it for real? For real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And uh, Katie, you want to go ahead and introduce what magical movie we're... Katie is doing a lot of work with her ukulele right now. Yeah. I just want to point out. It's funny. I restringing it with cat gut. For, for those who can't see us. uke heads out there, <laughs> my one ukulele... The, the ukuleles are in different cases, so the case doesn't close. Mm. My, yes, my older what I appreciate about you, Katie, anymore. is that you took the time to put your ukulele away. For those of you that don't know, that's a live recorded intro every time on our podcast. It's live every time. It yeah. sounds the same because Katie has consistency in her blood. She's a real professional. You She's know? robotic. Real professional. Like, yeah. I think, um, I think Philip was going to ask you if you wanted to intro this week's movie. I did. Don't put words in my mouth. Um, All right. I, I would like you to. Yeah. I'm excited because this week um, was not exactly my pick because it wasn't my recommendation, but I got to kind of pick the recommendation and that recommendation was The Great Outdoors. Woo-woo, get your bug spray. <laughs> yeah, which I'm really excited about. And or your bear this, repellent, I guess. It's more yeah, yeah, bear and bat. Um, this uh, week, we got it recommended by Jenny L., who um, I'll just not bury the lead and say she's my sister. Aww. So exciting. Aww. But Spoilers. we get a treat because, spoiler, this movie was uh, co-recommended from Jenny L. and Carl L., Ooh. Who are a couple. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so Carl L's last name the same as your last name? No. Okay, because that would be weird. They're both L's. I know. That would be okay. incredibly weird. Yeah. They're both different <laughs> L's, but now they're the same L. But now we're also, all L's. For, no relation for... to Nora L. Go That's ahead, true. <laughs> I just want to say for all those people not watching the live stream, we are having crazy dog parades behind us right now. And just <laughs> there are so many, there are so many dog parades just now. And also, it's National Dog Day that we're recording. That's right. Uh-huh. That's so, right. Yeah. And I was thinking a lot about your dog being named Louie L, and that made me laugh. But is that <laughs> his name? Louie L. Yes. Louis He's L. Louis L. Yeah. Louie L just got scooped up to go to bed yeah. and. Poodle scoop. Maya C just got taken out for a walk, which is she did. our time difference here. Um, well, without further ado, <laughs> take it away, Jenny L and Carl, Carl L. Carl. All right, so Jenny L, Carl L, uh, thank you so much for recommending The Great Outdoors to Is It For Real? Please tell us why you recommended it. When we're sitting outdoors right now, because this is the great outdoors, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I recommended it because growing up, we watched it probably once a week. It's for, like that, yeah. Yeah, um, for most of our childhood and can remember almost image by image. Um, and I'm not sure how it holds up, but yeah, nostalgia for me. So I recommended it because... It reminds me of camping with my family, 100%. So it's, uh, it's also nostalgic, but very much ties into who I am as a person. Did you have fights camping with your family oh, and yeah. bats flying at you? And... Not the bats, no, but definitely had camping trips like that. Growing up, we did have a bat that flew in to our house 
and my sister and father, my sister who's one of the podcast creators, um, and father went after the bat with a net, and the bat did not survive the experience, unfortunately. But it actually reminds me of John Kenny and Dan Aykroyd in The Great Outdoors. Awesome. Um, well, speaking of uh, what you remember from it, in, in less than a minute, do you think you can just give us a, a synopsis? And it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, it's kind of fun to, to hear what you might remember. So, uh, For me, John Candy, his wife, and two kids go up to a cabin that I think they might go up to every year and enjoy this family outdoors disconnected time. And this year, Dan Aykroyd... And Annette Benning, who is the brother and sister-in-law, and their two little girls who are twins and kind of creepy, um, come up to join them. And Dan Aykroyd's a real jerk for most of the time. They have lots of adventures. John Candy eats a huge steak and has to eat the gristle, which was a disgusting scene. Um, his son falls in love up there and with a townie, which is sort of controversial. Um, and the girls, the twins get fall down a hole where there's a uh, bear and somebody had shot the bear in the ass and so they know it's this like notorious bear and then John Candy and Dan Aykroyd end up saving the girls and it all turns out that Dan Aykroyd had gotten laid off I think and was trying to overcome for being laid off and ends up driving home or following John Candy and his family home and living with them I think. Um, I can confirm that you're not reading the script. When's the last time you saw that movie? I think a couple years ago. <laughs> well, that is an incredible summary. Carl, would you like to add anything? She literally <laughs> went scene for scene with that, so I don't think there's anything that I can add. I could go further, probably, too. I remember we watched it probably once a week. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for recommending it and we'll let you know if it's for real oh my gosh i don't know if we've had a cuter intro <laughs> we had a couple those crickets yeah. the Listen, crickets were yeah as a, yeah those late summer peepers got me like a little misty over here in uh, california i'm not gonna yeah, lie because right. we don't have those bugs here yeah, and it just had me in my feels thinking. Yeah. It was all done in a recording studio. Uh, it's mixing. all like yeah, ADR'd and yeah. Yeah, we that was yeah. me doing the crickets. Exactly. Yeah, it's it like crickets and then like some you. some cicadas as well. It's yeah. funny, like in re-listening to it, I I was there for the first recording. Um, it she does get some wrong, but I could not believe the play-by-play. Like in rewatching this movie, I like totally forgot about the son's love story. I forgot about the whole. I just like everything. Once it happened, I'm like, yes, I remember the scene fully. But mm -hmm. I could not have given that good of a synopsis. I was. Yeah, I wish I would have written something down to see to test myself. Cause yeah, right. It's been for. I mean, I saw it a ton, and I'll sort of bleed into our levels from this. Yeah, go for it. Uh, mine is going to be. Lips and assholes. That's my was... rating. <laughs> I can switch mine. Um, <laughs> I knew you. Somebody would pick that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my, I was also gonna go with like the old '96 or just. I mean, both of those things. Um, I just use in common parlance, uh, just in everyday use. Uh, just I remember because I watched this all the time as a kid. Haven't seen it in like 20 years or or maybe longer. Uh, but yeah, loved it as a kid. Saw it all the time with my well, family that's 
That's really lovely. And I'll just go off of that because my level was made of lips and assholes as well. (laughs) Because I've never seen this movie. What? I think I've seen the poster for it. I'm kind of surprised, like given just like how I grew up with two older brothers. Like I thought I would have seen this movie and I'm kind of like weirded out that I didn't. I can totally see why it would be like a family favorite for young people in the 80s. Um, But I've heard that phrase that hot dogs are made of lips and assholes so many times. And did it originate in this movie? My guess is no. I think it was like a common thing. But in my brain, I always am saying in in Dan Aykroyd's voice of lips and assholes. (laughs) Well, that's my my level. Lips and assholes. Well, my level is somewhat adjacent, I guess. Um, I'll give it a blow it out your ass level. Because uh, it was kind of, because we did watch it as a family a ton. And it was like, that was like on the edge of like probably what was acceptable. But it was acceptable. And I think why it was and like what this movie means, um, like as we're saying nostalgia, like it is a pretty wholesome, like it is a really safe movie, I think, to watch with your family. And it felt... I don't know. It just it just felt like really great to watch with family, um, and it was something that we all like always meant to watch. Although, so there's a lot of cursing in this movie. Like yeah. I didn't tell. There's a lot of asses. A lot uh, of asses. Sex? A lot of like hell. Yeah. So this movie was written by John Hughes, but directed yes. by the same director as Some Kind of Wonderful and yeah. Pretty in Pink. And Pretty yes. in Pink, but it's you like get you get that John Hughes. I mean that. The, the sound effects alone. and the, oh my God, we, well, we'll get into it. Although, yeah, it's definitely more on the sort of um, Home Alone, Uncle Buck side of things than right. it is on the so, Pretty yeah. in Pink or 16 Candles. But, pretty in, but 16 Candles also has a lot of the sound effects and the, yeah. it's those, I know it's not the same director, but like I pictured John Hughes writing in the script, like, and now we'll have like a, you know, like he loves those like up oh, close yeah. sound effects, like, whoa, whoa, wow like sexy things and but i honestly think it's more understated <laughs> the sound effects than well, a little uh, bit 16 candles yeah I totally mean, yeah. it doesn't feel as wacky so i wanted to start i hope it's okay because i became obsessed with something very particular with this movie Go for it. which nice. is the ages of the actors in this film oh i did not do research okay. on this did, i am did, did neither of you okay then I i'd love to play a little game yeah. called yes. what's their age <laughs> because I am obsessed with this. The three of us are children of the 80s and 90s. And yeah. we we could have children these ages in this movie, but we don't. None of us do. In fact, right. Philip is the first parent of a human in this group. To get a child. <laughs> um, but I was like fascinated by how old these people were because they look so old to me. The kids? The adults. Oh, okay. Interesting. They look so old. So do you have any guesses for how old John Candy is in this movie? Well, Or Dan Aykroyd? So I know how old John Candy was when he died. So I can kind of do a little bit of like mental 45. 45. He was like 43. Yeah, I think it was 43. And I think this was six years before he died. Young. And meanwhile, speaking of that, this whole movie is like a weird predictor of some man that's going to have a heart attack in several years i mean yeah yes but i think that was a lot of his career yeah. of just it same just with the chris farley weird. thing i know no, I, I completely I agree know. completely agree and it's still a shame like way too young he was he was amazing um, all right so how old do you think he was well is he like 37 38 exactly. <laughs> okay i just did the math backwards but that's i don't 
I have no idea how old Annette Benning. What about Dan Aykroyd? I think he was a little bit older, so I'm going to say come, 41. He comes off to me as like 45. That's how Correct. I He comes go. off to you as yeah. 45, but he's in fact 36 12. years old. He's 36? When this that, movie was filmed. That's insane. That's crazy. The, the woman that plays uh, Connie, you know, John Candy's yeah. wife, is 36 years old. I like the appropriate ages. And Annette yeah. Baby Benning in this movie is 30 years old. Wow. These people look so old to me. Dan Aykroyd in particular. <laughs> right? Yeah. He always, but he looks like the same age in Tommy Boy, and that's like a good 10 years later, right? Even in like early SNL, he plays these so older characters. I think he just yeah. sort of leans into that with it's his like hair and his voice. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. We were we were talking about that, my my watching partner and I. Mm-hmm. But even just their wrinkles and their their faces. So I'm like, okay, is that a thing? Like, were people in the 80s just looking older than people in the 2020s who are the same age range? Probably. They just they lived didn't have in those filters. Lives. No and filters. And they probably smoked more. Yeah. Yeah. And did a lot of cocaine, which I think everybody did during the filming of this movie I have exhaustion a, yeah they, exhaustion I yeah i have a theory about the amount of cocaine that was being done during Ooh, this movie. Yeah. i'm excited to hear it um, that's that's my theory i i want to just start off and we can sort of get into the actual movie of things and i sort of forgot to start my timer uh just being instantly more in love with his family and enjoying their company totally uh because like the scene was pretty much shot for shot as harry and the henderson yeah i know <laughs> but and i distinctly remember yakety yak don't talk back of just too. them all singing yeah. together and it's it was glorious and you just instantly sort of fall in love with his family my yeah. my couchmate said those roadside animals got a lot of uh, film time during this time. It was like every movie we've watched the last few times is like shots of roadside animals. And yeah. it's like, are they the same? Are they on a union contract? Like that squirrel was. Why does a squirrel get like three different individual shots? Yeah, seriously. fucking squirrel. And it is also, I mean, like I my one of my first note is Harry and the Hendersons. And then um, it's kind of like, is it the Great Lakes or the Pacific Northwest? And the answer is kind of both. Like it's set in Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Michigan. Yeah. But right, yeah, it's yeah. filmed in California. Northern, Northern California. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is pretty clear. Um, yeah. which is odd because I'm like, you should have it's beautiful at the Great Lakes. I wish they would have shot it there. As um, a person from the Great Lakes, mm-hmm. the wonderful state of Wisconsin, Sheboygan, which uh, call yeah. out to John Candy in Home Alone. Yeah, um, right. That's where he sold his Poco records. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is gorgeous in Wisconsin. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, I know John Hughes is from Illinois, but like, yeah, and maybe that's why it's written that way. But both Dan Aykroyd and John Candy are Canadian. And do you think there's this like symbiotic relationship between like, Chicago and Canada where it's like you kind of have an accent we have an accent oh yeah like marry each other yeah totally I I mean I think yeah I think there's definitely like a um a fast track like one thing that's different about this movie um with the family is that for once we have two of the same sex children (laughs) yeah both yeah In in both families and like what Phil was saying too like what I noticed about the pairing of the writer and the director like maybe it's the same where like in some kind of wonderful as in comparison to pretty uh, or rather 16 candles and other movies that john hughes has done the family like likes each other like they actually yeah. like to be around each other they're connected it's like you you could tell that if like one of them died they would be sad and then a lot of <laughs> others they're like i don't know i can't remember like 
Yeah. Like <laughs> Eddie who, I don't know, you know, and it's, so that's like, I just find that so charming. Um, and you for kind of get younger, that right away. For the yeah, younger yeah. son, I kept writing, that's not, um, what's his name? The kid from I guarantee Wonder I have years. a similar, yeah, I have uh, poor oh, man's Fred Savage. Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah. so I kept writing, I was like, wait, is that Fred Savage? That's not Fred Savage. And that like, kid didn't really do a ton of other things because he looks familiar, no. but I think it's just Fred Savage. I will tell you his IMD picture, IMBD picture, I, he's a beefcake now. Yeah. Yeah. Like this. yeah, it's like a wall-eyed it's, beefcake. It's way close up way close up that um, baby that baby grew up I'll tell you. but the older son buck or buckley is the lead or one of the protagonists in pcu which of course is an amazing movie oh, oh he's the oh, we'll, we will have to do he, PCU. Totally. We, he we have is to. he is adorable he is yeah, a very cool. cute little 80s teenage boy yeah he is he, a he is yeah. a good like answer to anthony michael hall i feel like probably john hughes was like just get anthony to do it and um, no this guy's cuter way better way more swag because he he really didn't do anything (laughs) in this very very brief love affair which we'll get into later on in the thing but uh yeah um so we so we have uh this scary uh bear story which of course is going to lead to a lot other stuff later um that John Candy tells, and everyone gets scared. And he throws. Wait, you're, sk- you're skipping ahead to Bear Story? What? There's so many things before then. <laughs> we, we've already discussed lips and assholes. Lips what, and assholes. What about, like, you know, the whole thing? True. Like, yeah. And coming in with the Mercedes. The, the, the cabin is like a complete dump. You can't rent a cabin well, like that. That's, it's, it's an amazing cabin, but awesome they cabin. had some real a-holes that were on a fishing trip that left just dead fish everywhere. I know. Yeah. It's gross. Can you imagine yeah. spending like that. two days of your vacation like overhauling the cabin you're in? You're just we're like, like scrubbing it, cleaning We're like it. vaguely introduced to this like couple that runs the cabins, yeah. which by the way, they haven't been awesome. every year. every year. Like your sister mentioned, I think no, it was been going there their just honeymoon once since their honeymoon. They've right? been yeah. on their honeymoon, and that's it. Or this is the first time since their honeymoon. I think the I think first, first time, time since their honeymoon. Yeah, yeah it was an inter- it's an interesting premise because it's like they're kind of familiar with the area. They kind of remember that couple, but not really. And then, like clearly, by the end of the week, they're like one of the gang, which is so cool. Like that's what happens at these like small camp like towns. Like yeah. you just, it's a community that you've built for the yeah. week. Now. But yeah, go ahead. Also, you skipped the part where we get I, I the know, like John Candy getting horny with his wife, and I love it. I love which that scene. It just shows his game because I try to picture. <laughs> I know. Racking on your significant other, other, they are covered in dead, like two day old fish guts, have yeah. gloves on, and you are able to still make it work. And I, I don't know, I don't know if I have that. Now- much- I'm not saying that John Candy is not, you know, suited for Connie, but I think there's this very specific couple that we see over and over again in comedies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking yeah. the King of Queens, where you have this like petite, oh. like sort of like pretty wife, and then you have like this very large, larger husband. It's just an interesting like thing trope. and I trope. And I didn't know if that was like this was newer to that at the beginning hmm. of that phase or if it started that phase or at, at least like if this was remade today there'd be a 20 year age gap between Ugh. john candy's character yeah. and the wife yeah and it'd be like john candy um as a six-year-old man and like sarah heitland from like modern Family. 
<laughs> like it would be like right yeah, yeah exactly it'd be like 60 and 20 like it'd be nuts i will say though and watching that scene that we're talking about the like kind of flirtatious <laughs> um i loved it and i think my parents always made sure to point out like um movies or tv shows that had couples that enjoyed each other that like mm. laughed at each other oh, that's and nice. this is an example yeah like this is an example of like oh it's not just like I told, I told you we shouldn't come or like, oh, great. Like, it's like, they're not like miserable and basically like hate spending time together. Like That's they're, true. they're looking forward to it. They're laughing at each other. They're like role playing. I think. Now, well, yeah. I think the role paint playing is very important because there was some without the context of the no means yes in here. Yeah. 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 But once, once again, but, I think it, it falls into that they have that kind of comfortable relationship. Yeah. Um, it seems like, it seems like within the umbrella of like role play consensual safe word stuff. Now, but I don't what I'm talking about non-consensual is Roman's behavior towards oh my that God. wife. First of all, continue to videotape and just sort of Kissing like Kissing her on the mouth. Yeah, uh, that mouth kiss. But then in the but then in the end with the with the dance video at the end of the whole movie all it is is dan Aykroyd dancing with john candy's wife for like yeah, two hours i know and I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah spoilers I, my note on that one is that that dance party a hundred percent turned into an orgy oh yeah just, just that 100%. was a that was a cocaine fueled dance yes, party totally. if i ever saw one yeah Absolutely. um all right sorry now we're at the bear story so yeah, philip I, I agree. I, I skipped all that. You know, it's exciting, but I have something really exciting to share about the bear, and I wonder if you guys do too. No, jump in it. Go for it. Well, Bart the bear, uh-huh. uh, the star of this movie, was born in none other than Baltimore, Maryland. I didn't know that. In I 19, did not know that. In 1977, he was born at the Baltimore Zoo. Whoa, that's And so he cool. was adopted by this family and then made into this, like outstanding actor i mean mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie he was a phenomenal actor in this he's movie. been in everything everything and he he's been he's been in like multiple movies with some, some actors repeatedly and what a star i'm very into him very scary growling um but he is a baltimore born brown bear say that wow. baltimore born brown bear can't do it baltimore born brown bear and um, he was not, he was born in 1977, so he wasn't an old bear when he did this movie. That's kind of incredible. Some would How say old? a young bear. He was this nine is, years old. This is turning into bear cast, which I am <laughs> loving. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how long bears live for but yeah that seems kind of like a, he, a young bear. he didn't live forever i think he was like in his 20s <laughs> he's, he's not magical guys spoiler alert he's, he's not a he's care bear not a god <laughs> <laughs> but he did have an illustrious career and then the same couple adopted another bear and named it bart the bear too um after this bear <laughs> that's, also a hard, had, that's a mouthful i know bart the bear too from did you check on bart the bear too today <laughs> I forgot. Oh no! <laughs> so that was a really fun fact when I discovered wow, that. I got really excited. Awesome. Is it? I didn't know that. Sort of a knock on Baltimore people that they don't know that that's actually called just Bart Junior. Um, Bart the Bear too. You, you don't say too. Although he's speaking not, of which, he's not his child. Yeah, but <laughs> just don't no, number them. Him. Aren't True. you a, a, the second, uh, Katie? I'm the first which oh, okay, is on then, all yeah. my credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> 
you are assuming you're the first of two. Katie L. Kathleen Edwards Long, the first. Like most, Social like a lot of credit number. cards give you. Yeah. Well, they. Oh shoot. Yeah. They give you. They give you the option to put like. I have never seen that. Second, on- third, junior, but you can also put the first. So I always put the first. Oh my god. Well, it's not. It's not a lie. Yeah. It's true. I think. Well, Bart the brown bear was the first. He was, and he apparently got shot right in the head. And I, could you tell if they shaved the bear's head or if that was a prosthetic? I think it was a prosthetic. I spent okay. some time Ew. looking at it. God, yeah. I don't know, it's worse. I think it's probably better. the prosthetic is worse. Right? I think well, the prosthetic is better. I don't. I think shaving the bear makes me sad. That's true. Although, how? Yeah, how many? Wasn't there like a polar bear that got like a mold in its hair and they had to shave it or something Ooh, like that? Oh, I don't know. I could be combining two bear stories. Here's no. a fact check oh. on the bear story in the beginning and the end. And my, this, is a, this is another um, misremembering uh, of my sister when she was doing the synopsis. So she was saying that like in the cave that he had a bear, a butt. A mine. Yeah. It's a yeah. mine. A mine. Right. Exactly. Or a hole. I think she just said a hole. But like. Um, falls into if, a hole. Yeah. If you, um, if you shoot a shotgun at somebody, like I know that the buckshot goes it everywhere. But like, is there. Does it <laughs> like you just get a like like that's pretty, pretty good dangerous haircut, yeah. like no, if you shoot really, no, a actually, shotgun at somebody's but I mean I remember like Dick Cheney got shot in the face right yeah with a shotgun mm-hmm. and he was like okay a shotgun is like baby guns like what it depends is well a shotgun it has a certain car- caliber and there's like a 12 or a gauge there's like okay. a 12 gauge to like 12 an 8 gauge, gauge right and it's just the size of the thing and you can either have a solid bullet or pellets and depending right. on the size of those pellets the the damage it'll do depending on if you're shooting uh hunting for birds or hmm. bear butts and that like it um, ruins the game too right because if you hunt and you have like all these pellets that you're just now having to like Pick out of Pick out whatever of birds. you eat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, now you guys but, watch this as as kids. So yeah. when you were little, do you remember this story being scary? Um, kind of like titillating, but not like scary. Because the like, looks on those kids' faces, yeah, I do is not like, remember it. They are shitting themselves. <laughs> all, all of them. Everyone. Every the, the person. Buck, too, buck but is like, like sixteen. Yeah. But yeah, that grown-up boy is like shaking in his boots, and I'm just like. Is this is this that scary? And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm a grown up, so maybe I'm not thinking of it clearly. But like, that's it's not that scary. No, it is not that scary. It's just saying that there was a big bear that they saw, that's or the maybe it was the shock of the explosion that they're saying was the scary part. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, there's a, there's a story, and John Candy calms the kids down, and then you know Dan Aykroyd hears this, so he gives a pep talk to his very creepy children. Now, were those? Yeah. Were either of those girls or one of those girls in any of the movies we've watched so far? You mean, was she squid in One Crazy Summer? Yes. <laughs> okay, because that's what I thought. She's not. Looks okay. just like. No, I don't think I think it's two different actresses. I think they're twins. Uh, yeah, because they, I don't think they even had pictures on their IMDb page. Um, yeah. No. And like, I think they're, squid, they squid didn't do them. anything in this movie whatsoever no, and to warrant At the act- end... When they, they actually have to shipping. speak, you're like, ooh, these are first-time actresses. Yeah, Yeah, because when they're running in the woods later, it's all like ADR. They're not saying, <laughs> it's like a Come on, fully sister. 40-year-old woman voicing them. <laughs> Let's totally. go um, over here, sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, we get, everyone gets a bedtime story. Then we have the first instance of the raccoons. Oh, my God. Um, 
trash pandas. Uh, trash pandas. Which I affectionately refer to as the va 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 voom scenes. Because there was so much repetitive music in this movie. And you, like, I was thinking, okay, if I was watching this movie with my eyes closed, I would know exactly which scene we're on because it was like the va 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 voom raccoons. Or then the sexy saxophone for the teenage romance. Yeah. Um, it was just the same sexy saxophone. It's just a one long herald. Oh, it's so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Uh, I, I definitely remember the raccoon stuff being a lot <clears throat> funnier than it was. I mean, it, it still had its moments, yeah. but no, uh, it was I did too. Broad. And no offense to the sense that like comedic timing and sensibilities of one Jack Long, but I was like, my sister is like, this is like, dad wrote the script for the raccoons <laughs> like in a like he improvised it like it's just like it's really yeah i but i think it really i like loved it as, oh, I a, loved kid. It as a kid oh, it was so funny it's so weird when that first one came up i was just like wait what and i thought the subtitles came on like on the tv because i was just like what oh, is yeah. happening <laughs> um but it is very silly and very strange. And those yeah. raccoons are very tuned in to everything going on in that. Do you think that what they did was, I mean, obviously, do you think they wrote the script and jammed it into whatever footage they could get of raccoons? Or do you think they filmed a bunch of raccoons, like threw trash out, filmed a bunch of raccoons, and then like writers in like 15 minutes tops, like looked at it and they're like, type, 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 sent. I, I think the latter, yeah. I think so too, it's right? Funny. Yeah. Although, yeah, and then... This caused, I think it was panic in Nora L's voice. My couchmate watching this was like, oh God, is, is this some sort of talking animals movie? <laughs> like, look who's talking for. Oh God. Uh, I reassured it. It's like, no, it's just the raccoons. Um, and so everyone goes to bed. I did notice that uh, Annette Benning had a bedtime martini, um, <laughs> which I am known to have a bedtime beer. Um, in is, bed? Sometimes, yeah. Wait, usually, tell me more usually, about this. It's usually when Nora's out of town, or but it, but it's a lot. It's it's very Who late. Who knows nights. you then to do it? Yeah. Is this? Do you brush your teeth? Like, do you brush your teeth and then get in bed and then like drink a beer, or do you? And like, if I drank a beer right before bed, I would be up peeing the entire night. Uh, yeah, I never have to pee at night. Um, Bless your heart. Yeah. It, but no, way. it's um, Bless yeah, it's heart. usually very mm. drunken nights where I'll feel the need. It's like I need. I need one more beer. And I think there's an SNL skit about this. So it's not unique to me. Um, bedtime beer. Yeah. That, that last, I love that one you're having beer. a bedtime beer. Um, also, Annette Benning is just adorable in yeah. this movie, right? I mean, she's so Oh, cute. yeah. She's so you know, cute. I was surprised to learn that this was like her first film. This too, was right? like her breakout, breakout film. And actually... To be honest, I might have said that Annette Bening was younger, but maybe only because I read that it was her breakout film. Um, yeah, she's just but, a little baby, though. But 30 years old as a breakout film and then having gone on, I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. Like, she's really... Yeah. And she's, like, continued working ever since. Like I know. I, I, Although, I think she's phenomenal. I love she, her. She is. I was surprised, because I did a little dive into this, that she hasn't done more than she, she's done. Um, for some reason, she holds a larger yeah. area in my brain than I think her. Because of film. that one movie, which is? Um, the Fortress. Are you? No. I can't think of what it is. A I'm siege. just saying. No, it's a scene. No. Are you trying to add? So this is what Annie, my couchmate, was saying this too. She was like, I can't believe she's not done more because we were kind of looking it up. But like, Bridget, are you trying to say 
that like we don't know what her seminal role is or are you honestly trying to recall i honestly only think of her from one role but i can't think of what it is at the moment um, <laughs> is it, the is it dick tracy mars Ameri- attacks oh bugsy i don't know bugsy oh, i gotta look it up mars attacks no. the american president the kids are Maybe. all right i don't know uh, i do uh, like the kids are all right that's a good yeah, she's, american she's awesome. not american pie but american oh, american uh, beauty American Beauty. That's it. American Beauty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she went to San Diego Mesa College. Nice. Oh. She also, Mesa. I think, famously has not had any plastic surgery done. Hmm. Pretty awesome. I think also because she was married to Warren Beatty, I think that... Yeah. Is he not still? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, they are still married. My apologies. Oh, well, good. Oh, phew. Oh, my God. Good we now. need some good news. Um, yeah, because I... I <laughs> pointed that out to my couch mate is like oh i think she's more famous because she was married to this to warren baby and then she of course was like who yeah katie to go back to your question about her starting her career so late so to speak Mm -hmm. she she really was a stage actress before Mm -hmm. she had that makes sense she got a tony award nomination so that's pretty cool because yeah she's great in everything she's been in like i said I, i i remember her from some dumb action movie i think it's like bruce willis about like terrorism but she's great in it and i think she's just great in everything she's in so yeah i think she's she's lovely um one of my favorite scenes is that one the next morning where uh roman is on his cell phone and he's like (laughs) trimming his nose hair and like looking at his butt in the bathroom mirror and like i just i he you can see that he is such a physical improviser he's like a comedian it's just i actually think he's super funny in oh, yeah. and says some things that really cracked me up. So that was like one of my favorite little moments there. Yeah. I, I think I don't always love the characters he plays in yeah. some stuff, but yeah. he, he does such a great job at them. Like little details. Great. Yeah. The little details are really Oh fun. yeah. Um, the next note I have is, and I don't know how far I'm skipping ahead, but like the damage to that boat would cost so much money. The ski boat, yeah. I think yes. that's the next scene. When he runs it up on the ramp, I just remember even as a kid being like, they still went fishing? <laughs> like they still or they still went water skiing? Like this would be it's one of the only boats you can rent on Wait, the lake. I, I think they went water skiing. Um, yeah. Do boats <laughs> look like that? Yeah. <laughs> Do boats look like that? With like that what? giant engine thing in the front? Or was that like Some do, but there's... There's no way you could put like four people in that yeah, boat. Yeah, right. Yeah. It yeah. would have flipped Suck easily. my wake. Suck I my know. Wake. Suck my wake. But what I did appreciate was um, John Candy and his stunt doubles. Um, during <laughs> yeah. during that, they do explain because the whole time you're just, just let go. Like, how is right. this happening? Right. But they kind of address it. Like, the at least the directors know that you're asking that. And like, he just went and talked to Ben for an hour about letting go. And then Ben's like, just let go. So like, I always appreciate when the directors at least are like, we know you're thinking this, but we really wanted to have this scene. But I also think that's like a thing that kids or people will do when yeah. it's like all they have to do is like let go or fall off this thing and countless people get injured because they just don't release. <laughs> I, and I, I just want to tell one quick story yeah. for, uh, for um, Elisa, a longtime listener, I believe, uh, <laughs> on sledding on a hill where we were at Fed Hill sledding yes. and I was trying to explain how dangerous is it, this is, all the rules. And she's like, too long. I'm going. And she just jumps on this, the uh, float, the 
the, the tube. sled we had, the yeah. tube, and just goes down this thing. This is like a, during the original Snowmageddon in like 2008. Yeah. And just flies through these parking meters between two cars, skips across this road. Yeah, um, it was like a ramp. And of course she's indestructible, but I mean, it was, it was yeah. amazing. amazing. The rules that you were going over were the most important thing is- Is bail. If, bail, bail, yeah. because it's snow. You're not skateboarding, it's snow. So if you get in any danger, um, and when you said the most important thing, she says, too long. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. See ya. There probably was and a fuck off in there. goes down. And like she took, oh, oh my amazing. God, it's at the American Visionary Arts Museum, which yeah. is like the most dangerous place and the most fun to sled. Oh, and that's just, a steep hill. Oh, it's incredible. It, was, uh, it is I not. It. I mean, an ambulance came an hour later. Oh my God. Two, but like, that's a whole different Several story. people got injured yeah, and broke legs it that, is that day. Really terrible so you go in between two cars over a paved road and like onto another snowbank and yes indestructible uh, west but yeah I, that's a similar it was a similar Lisa scene F. as john yeah. candy never changed never changed. Yeah. Did, my note for this scene was phil and katie will have a lot to say about this scene <laughs> i i mean as professional it, athletes but i did think phil to your point and the story but lisa kind of demonstrates it like perfectly but i was like is there something where when you're not like, do you think that you're going such a speed that if you were to let go, it would kind of hurt? So you're like, water yeah. skiing? Yeah, like maybe I'll hold on. Well, first of all, there, like I've actually, I have actually been water skiing a few times and I'm yeah. not very good at it. Oh, I but suck it. You, you can let go pretty early on, or you're being forced to let go. Like, I don't think John Candy would have any you have to be able to hold yourself up. Like, and then when like, he was on it's one water ski, I was like, no. Oh, those flips around at the end where he like spins on his butt mm -hmm. and gets up. Like if your butt um, hits the water, you're, you're catching crabs. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. you know that expression? It's like jellyfish. Yeah, you're totally. down. Like you can't get back up. Great. Um, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say they broke so many uh, boating in a lake etiquette rules. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it yeah. goes without saying. But. but Roman is also, like, I think the guy that would do it. But, yeah, totally. Um, the question I have, I think, next is, or they have that fight. Like, he's going to leave, and they have the fight. And, again, I really just love this couple because they resolve it kind of through, like, joking with each other. Mm -hmm. um, but then she says that Roman's going to make goat cheese pizza. And then, then she has to hide the fact that she said goat cheese because John Candy... I was just so confused as to what was happening. Was there a time that goat cheese was disgusting? No, I think it's just so pretentious. Yeah. It goes back to the whole lobster's tails instead of I hot dogs. I think they were just trying to build him up as being very bougie. But does John I don't Andy... know that I caught, actually, I'll be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just, when he, I mean, I knew they were like more wealthy and I got that with their Mercedes versus the wagon. And like, I got all of that, but I just wasn't, I think they were really selling it. And that's another time that they did. That goat cheese was like definitely yeah. much more elite at that time period. I understand the elitism of it. It's more of like John Candy's reaction seemed like, like she then had to go back and hide it. And it wasn't like he was competing with another pizza that John Candy was making. So I was like, does he think it's gross? Like, is it like goat's My milk? My Good guess is just worrying it being like the straw that breaks the candles. She just talked him away from the ledge of le leaving and just hearing that, oh God, he's making like this fancy, you know, fancy insane pizza. pizzas. Because what they quote the lobster tails in like 1988 as being $28 a pound, like that's expensive. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. 
That's true. Uh, we get what you realize later is important, especially because I hadn't seen the movie before, but the creepy guy from the front desk brings the twins back from the old mine. And it yeah. feels like a throwaway scene because you're like, what is this even about? <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? All but it's like a, all like a big alley-oop scene. to like later on oh. when they go back to the old mine. Um, and then my next note is about what I call the WTF trifecta which is three scenes in a row where I was just like, what is <laughs> happening? Which includes the dead man's birthday party. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the I'm going to put a pool stick up your butthole right. scene yeah. and the, the bear at the dump watch party. The bear yeah. dump. Which yeah. I was just like, what is happening <laughs> right now in these three scenes? What's it about? Just crazy. Yeah, the um, I I did enjoy. I like the whole juxtaposition of like Roman wanting to go and watch an Elvis impersonator, and John Candy's like, "No, we have to go walk down the trail to say hello to the oldest person in Canada," which is interesting because I'm like, "Is he? Are they in Canada?" They like, don't know where they are. Like as you yeah. said, they, they mentioned a county that's in Michigan. Yeah, it's supposed to be on this lake in Wisconsin. Filmed in, in California. California. They mentioned and then they Canada. say that yep. there's they imported this old guy who that dies yeah. yeah right right which i liked i like the guy i like the hotel owners or the the camp owners kind of reaction to it but like i think my question is and i know that it's gross to i know that we're supposed to think it's gross to like kiss a dead person but like if i'm eight i don't know if i think it's more gross to kiss a hundred and nine year old man that i don't know or a dead like i'm like it's all equal. weird equal yeah yeah, yeah right i'm like i don't want to do it be <laughs> like, this person. as a kid yeah. anyway I think that has changed. That kind of yeah. etiquette hopefully yeah. has changed people. But yeah, at the same time, I still like the idea of feeling the need to go to this birthday party. It just I love seems it. such small town. <laughs> like totally. this is the thing we do is, yeah. Yeah, uh, like you don't know him. Oh my God. Um, um, so yeah, then we get the pool cue up the butt, which <laughs> I've played at some places that are very, I don't think I've ever put a pool cue through other people's legs, but like, where you're knocking elbows. Sure, me too. But like, it was just the close up on it and the slow <sighs> shot of the of the cue going like in and agreed. out, in and out agreed. between yeah, her yeah. legs. Yeah, it made me maybe much. maybe the director let John Hughes behind the lens for a second. She was <laughs> definitely yeah. very sexified in that first scene in particular, and then like the last scene of her, she's just like, "Gee golly, don't forget me! I'm the best girl you ever saw." Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> big transition, yeah. which. Yeah. Like goes from Rizzo to like girl next door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, she was all over the place, and I will. I had a huge crush on her as oh God, a kid. Yeah. How would you that. not when you see a pool cue shoved up her butt like well, that? Well, I don't remember. Well, I didn't. Any of that didn't do anything part. for me. But it was well, all the, I didn't it was I all mean, the rest of it. Um, yeah. I mean, Katie, she, do you want to talk about? She <laughs> was. She was so. She. But the funny thing was. Wait, was did like, you have a crush on her too? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Do you think yeah. it's just because she was made to be an interest of love? Because she's not. I mean, I wouldn't. Oh, I mean, in I hindsight, there's woman, nothing there. I wouldn't write a letter home about her. She's, she's not even very interesting. She's not that interesting at all. That's I, what I, mean. I think she's very cute though. Like those she's dimples. Oh, she's super cute. <laughs> she's from the boy who could fly. That's like the only other thing. All right, you, you can have her. You can have her. Um, but it was weird though, because in my sister's synopsis, she remembers that whole plot line. And I was like, I just don't remember it all. That well, I you wouldn't probably. Well, I remembered Buckley. I remembered the son, but I yeah. totally forgot that he had this like 
I was um, thinking about plot this line. plot line a lot. And obviously this is like, I actually gotta be honest, like the more movies we watch, the more upset I get about John Hughes. Because yeah. I'm just kind of creeped out about his like obsession with teenage romance. And I mean, I get it. I get, I get it because that's true. Like teenagers do fall in love quickly and they do have these things, but something about the way it's like filmed or talked about. And this clearly was like, okay, this is a family movie, right? We got stuff for the de- the adults, stuff for the teens, and then stuff for the kids, right? It's like all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like... Uh, what I like about this is that it captures, like, the kind of specific, um, like, vacation love romance, which is, like, a specific thing oh, that yeah. happens when you're only someplace for one or two weeks. So, like, I enjoyed that, but I, I know what you mean. I will say that this movie, I was thinking that, like, I liked it, and I liked it a lot maybe because John Hughes is writing for John Candy who's like a similar age man and not Molly Ringwald yeah. <laughs> you know it's like right. I kind of believe this voice this is a white man from Chicago like right. Canada you know right. true um actually my sister had a question about that kind of she was like is there a person of color in the entire film like even zooming out and I think the answer is no there's certainly no speaking roles Right, unless I'm misremembering. I don't remember. But I don't. I don't don't even think if you not even in a restaurant. Oh yeah, restaurant, bar, pool hall, uh, lake. Yeah. I I don't think there's anybody, and that might be accurate to wherever that town's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but it it is interesting. So your Uh, other trifecta, or sorry. Oh, sorry. It was the it was the dump uh, where one goes to watch bears uh, hang out with the dump. I have a comment about that because only in, I was trying to like read some fun facts and they talked about the bear dump. And as a kid, I thought that he was saying the bear done and I didn't know what that was. And I was like, is that like bear watching? Does done mean watch? Um, And yeah, so he's just asking like if there's a dump around town where bears go it, it it is totally in like throwing candy bars at them yeah i think this totally that true. used to be like a thing and mm. first of all if you have this bad a bear problem but you don't have bear proof trash cans or raccoon proof trash cans at oh, your totally. house i think it would be an unsustainable camping area if you had this bad of a bear situation but yeah yeah Totally. Um, I did like the next scene where Buck finds the the girl again, and she's we learn she's a local, and she says, "You don't know how local I am." I'm like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> how, she was like, "What is she hiding?" In the ground. She was born in that mine. That's what it was. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, what is that even like? Is he that much more above her or elite to her that like? she i just didn't quite get that and i guess i guess every week boys come and fall in love with her because she's just that she's great like yeah like she and has they break her heart two weeks two weeks you think she would learn you think you think she would learn <laughs> uh i i do want to go ahead and say is that just yeah this really set a uh unreasonable expectation of like summer love or how like how you'd bump into cute girls on vacation because it sure didn't didn't work tell for us me. more philip how many um, girls were you having saxophone kisses with on n- your vacation? none none um i yeah. do remember going on vacation when i was like an early teenager with like friends and we would just like especially like those scopes boys on the oh god yeah <laughs> totally and go back to like weird little parties <laughs> at their like creepy houses but never never like a just they were in love like 
Instantly. Instantly. And it was very intense and very weird. And I didn't understand what he kept putting his finger into at that restaurant. Was he like making an order? Was he like looking for change? Like what was that? It was like a drive-in restaurant. Oh, where she worked. Wait, that's the, he was the you don't intercom? know what that is? Yeah. Is it, okay. So These are just, like drive up intercom systems. So you drive up and then so it has a menu like there. He's just pushing the intercom button. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought he was like putting his fingers inside something. <laughs> It sounds dirty. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I was watching this a different movie. This is for movie. a different... The, <laughs> the great, it was the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to pornify The Great Outdoors. The um, Great Indoors? That's what I was going to go for, but that, does that make sense? I don't know. It could if you're talking about a vagina. Right. It seems like a leap. Usually it's more direct when you have a... Uh, <laughs> you, it would just be like The Great Vagina, I think. Right, is what, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Ah, um, oh, anywho... Anywho, um, oh, we're introduced to a lightning guy. Oh my God, what's up with that? Well, he's been hit by lightning 66 times. <laughs> but but why, why is he even <laughs> there? Like, what is the point of him? <laughs> he's just, he is an institution of the, the town. He's their barometer. It just seems so, like, it's like an extra plot. It's like if we are doing a... a, a you know, if we are doing a Herald, like I would be like, what is this about? Like, why right. are we even having this scene right now? Or maybe he's, maybe he's just like a, a group game. <laughs> yeah. Although do you really want to base a group game around stuttering, which I, I'm going to go ahead and I say know. you do not. I you know what's not. weird about um, that scene is that John Candy, when he, cause he stutters, right. And he says like, I've been struck by lightning sick. And John Candy's face is like, wow, six, huh? And like, six is crazy. Can you imagine right. being struck by lightning six times? And then he goes on to say 66. And I kind of think the point is that, like, so that he can be, like, Phil was saying, like, the barometer for when those girls, like, when you know a big storm's coming. Because at the end, then he's, like, in the woods, and you're like, uh-oh. But I don't know. It just but seems they, like a good bag. Yeah, they also showed that there was thunder and lightning, which I got that there was a big storm. I didn't need Skunk right. Man. Um, I definitely did not need him at all. I just was so confused about his whole presence. <laughs> and like, yeah, just making fun of his stutter felt weird. Yeah. The, uh, um, then I'm, go so ahead. I was going to say the bartender I recognized from uh, Waiting for Guffman. And then I guess he like ran the Second City Theater for a while. Mm. Um, and he played, he was like in the Walton. Mm. But I recently watched Waiting for Guffman. He's oh, okay. been in the play. So then we get the bat scene, I believe. Yep. Yeah. And I think it was funny that your sister said that you had a bat in your house. Um, because I had a bat one time in my house in Baltimore and it was a terrifying experience. Oh, uh, and it was sleeping on my windowsill. <laughs> and I came back from a concert. In a little bed. <laughs> he was like in a little bed. And I came back from a concert with my friend Sarah, Sarah V, who did Free Willy on this podcast. Mm. And I thought it was a mouse. I thought a mouse was yeah, like Yeah, they do. When they're not, if they're not flying, they look like mice. And so we were going to hit it down with a broom into you a monster. paper bag. Okay, you less monster. I just didn't know what to do. And then it was like, it was that scene. I mean, that legit yeah. happened. Well, I do know what you're supposed to do to get it out of your house. You what is it? Which turn, is, you, yeah. Turn on the blender. <laughs> <laughs> you said, you, yeah. I was thought you were gonna say, turn on your porch light and turn off all uh, your lights. Well, it will fly out the door. Well, Dan Aykroyd kind of yeah. does that he a little bit. He was trying to, he was trying to. 
Which, yeah, to bring it to uh, our weekly update of Peace Corps Corner, uh, I don't know if you did, but I had lots of bats in Belize and they would just sort of, probably once a month, they would fly into my house and do a few laps and then like loop out of there. Not a big deal. When I first got to the country though, I was doing a site visit and there was bats in this outhouse, uh, like down below. And I think I, I went like, two days without using the, <laughs> yeah. the, the going number two, just because I, I could not cope with uh, bats being down there. Yeah, I can, I can believe it. You know, when my sister was, I was, it reminds me of, um, we had bats in, in Panama, mm-hmm. Phil, which when you came to visit, I think we did a bat cave tour. In Honduras, yes. I don't know. Um, and I might be mixing stories with, with my sister saying, but I'm pretty sure, oh God, this either happened with the bat or possibly with a bird that got into a house but my mother used to have like a a chest like a the i don't blender. know like a yep a blender <laughs> bat bat soup or bat smoothie um <laughs> it was like a like a shelving area where she'd had all my the, uh, these like um glass like ceramic birds that were from my grandmother and they were all displayed and so when the bat got in the house we couldn't find it for a minute uh-huh. and it was posing it was hanging out with those ceramic smart bat. Yeah, like you couldn't. And then all of a sudden, like one started moving. Like, ah! like oh God. <laughs> it was terrifying. But what I like, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm just like loving on like these relationships. But what I like about these, this scene too is like, I like that um, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd are working together. Like they don't like absolutely hate each other the whole time. Like at some right. point, like they, they are brothers-in-law. You can right. tell that they spend time together. Like they probably go out to dinner together and like play putt-putt and stuff. And like the kids are cousins. So like they are working together and taking each other's advice eventually. Yeah, it's not as like creepy and weird as like Chevy Chase and his brother-in-law in National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Oh yeah, Cousin example, Eddie. Right? Cousin Eddie yeah. where it's like, they're just, it's like or, one-sided foe or like, there mm-hmm. is there is some definite like moments there. And, and I don't think that, you know, Dan Aykroyd is like a straight villain. He has one villainous moment and then he like immediately realizes he was wrong and yeah. <laughs> comes back. But in between all of these scenes, we're like going back and forth between like Buck and the sexy saxophone music. And then like, uh-huh. Buck, it just like keeps cutting in and out between that. You're like, you're, it's like they're John Hughes way of saying like, it's still there. <laughs> yeah, still don't forget about this. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you got, I mean, we have the old 96 steak scene, which is a 96 er, Yeah. Is that a thing? I, do, I did the math at six pounds. Right? Oh. Yes, I did the math. That's oh, a lot man. of meat. Oh, God. Which I think I always thought I could do this as a kid. Um, or as even like a young adult. It's like, I, I, can, I can't eat six pounds of meat. Uh, yeah, yeah I know. Im- I kind of impossible. thought about that too as a kid. I was like, eh, it seems like you just kind of hold your breath and do it. But, oh. No. God. No. That's, Gross. Very Which sweaty. I wonder, like, so the Cody Island, like Joey Chestnut, oh, they're yeah. crazy. Like, I know like the numbers are like 74 hot dogs or something like that. Yeah. But what is that in pounds, I wonder? 
You guys have a hot dog pound converter on your phone. They also like they just like slide them. They just like swallow them like pills, right? They just like swallow them. A pelican just. (laughs) (laughs) They do, but they also dunk the buns in water, which makes them so upset. What it it makes me so it's so dumb. What's the point of that? Like we're not trying to do this. We don't literally want to know how like much a human stomach can fit (laughs) the contents. Like you could also put it in a blender and inject it into an IV. Or like, how fun is this? Just so if they dumb. get like a surgeon to like cut their stomach open and just stuff <laughs> yeah, it in there, sew it back up real quick. Or like we won, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. It just seems so like gross. it's taking. It's like all the like the whole is not the sum of its parts. Ugh. Yeah. I'm glad we all agree at least. <laughs> but it still looked delicious. I still loved that scene. I loved the whole uh, cut to the freezer. There's like this freezer music yeah. and like them going into yeah. that thing. Although that like that like butcher chef who had like Ooh. just so much blood all over finished yet. It's so gross so question because roman says when he's not finished yet he said if i could get a dessert down he'd throw in some hats for the kids or whatever like do you think he got a dessert down him because when they leave yeah. they've got hats I and do. shirts oh i do ugh. that's what i mean yeah. about this movie i know i know that was like what john candy did but like that's what I mean about being like a, a an homage to a, like a man getting ready to have a heart attack. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just kind no, of weirded agreed. me out. It felt yeah. like a weird love note to a heart attack. Yeah. Like, yeah, anyway. agreed. Uh, it was very ominous. So uh, the raccoons, <laughs> va 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 voom. Va va voom. They're, they, they're there once we, we skipped a, a raccoon scene, but I just kept writing va 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 voom. They go into the house and they cause a mess. And then John Candy vomits everywhere. Yeah, because look at the mag- size of the maggots on that. I know. Meat. Well, then yeah. I got really confused because they were talking about maggots. And then the next scene was about leeches. And so I was just like confused about like what what's going on with creepy big bugs. The next scene is films, Hollywood. Yeah, studio. I know. <laughs> it's like the reflection. You can basically like see the like scaffing like the lights yes. and you could it's like you can it's like a play it's so weird the backdrop is so fake it's such like a throwaway scene as well like no once again for our herald about this movie that's just like a uh transition scene or whatever they're called you know a group game group game thank you the leech scene <laughs> yeah i just they're like clearly just i don't understand why they get so tired and they fall asleep so quickly i guess because they woke up early but yeah, they make a big deal about how the, like they, he like dragged them all out at the crack. Of but dawn. still, and also the 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 location of all their bodies in that boat seemed impossible for them to have gotten to that I stage. Know. Like, how do you just like all lay just perfectly? Yeah, like, like Lincoln logs. Lincoln logs. Yeah, totally. And nah, don't fall. I, yeah, yeah. Also, they've got to have the leeches were the bait. They would have them in a container. What did they just like fill the boat with water and then dump the leeches in? It's like, this is how we fish. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in the next scene, everybody's fighting, right? Like the parents are fighting and the kids get into it. But like, well, I just wrote, Annette Benning loves this. There's like, <laughs> yeah. she is like, oh my God, I love that scene. She's just like laughing and having this like great time. And I was like, you're a jewel, yeah. Annette Benning. Yeah, totally. Do we skip over it? This is when it's raining, right? Um, yeah. yeah that was well, in the boat with the leeches. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah, that was the leech boat scene. And then also wispy hair looking for his date. Um, yeah, the that's the thing. He keeps on like, he keeps on calling 
the restaurant and like she's busy and it's like you know where it is right it's not more than 500 feet from the cabin right. just walk down and ask her if what's also, up it's torrentially raining but everyone in it is bone dry <laughs> yeah <laughs> just... totally yeah i know i know but he missed his chance to be with her because he had to watch his daddy to steak Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a weird decision too. I just just leave. Although, like, just leave. Yeah. Like, and then when he finally tells his mom he has to leave, and she's like, "Oh yeah, go, of course." It's like <laughs> your family is so laid back. Yeah, like, totally. They would have said that. You know, like the dad didn't even ago. see him. He was like, "Yeah, right." Like they couldn't get the stakes. No pun intended. Right, right. Like they, it's like they, it, it should have been something a little more complicated or like having to drive back. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um, so we learned that that Roman came to bless Chet with an investment opportunity, but then yeah, you know, he kind of tries to finagle him with this whole like story about like hearing sh- that Chet was shit talking him on his wedding day. Yeah. Uh, and so I, Yeah, I do like that John Candy was so drunk that he just yeah, could have been Drew. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. At his sister in law's so wedding. Because he's not quite doesn't seem like a drunk. And it, yeah, it yeah, doesn't exactly. quite add up to right. But I get you know, it's, it was what I was thinking about that is like I think the actual original sin is like if A, you were so drunk, but B, that's what you think. He definitely like, that's he, probably 100% the he problem. thinks it. And so yeah, yeah agreed. Totally. Completely agreed. So yeah. Um, uh, so he gets a check. Dan Aykroyd gets a check of some some amount of money. It's not the full twenty five thousand investment, which yeah, is a lot of money for the time period. Insane I think, amount, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's um, an investment he knows nothing about. He has no. He doesn't know what idea, it is. Yeah, but he what feels it is. bad. He knows it's great. Yeah, it's great. You don't know when you'll get a return on it. You have no idea how much to expect. It's like insane. This and I is, guess Dan Aykroyd is just like a financial guy. Right, like that's what he's a he's stockbroker. Stockbroker. But Got this it. is when Dan Aykroyd's character he wins the the Oscar because you see all of the feelings on his face as he's like hearing his wife talk about like how great it was to be there with them, and he's like going through all the emotions in the scene about mm-hmm. like what did I do? Yeah. How did I do it? So they turn around and they go back to the house and then don't care about their children who they leave in the car in the rain. And then they run away as tiny, creepy twin girls. Or it seems like they get lost. Like, they don't know which way to go, right? The driveway to the house. I think they're searching for that cave. Because there's one point where this, like, 40-year-old woman (laughs) asks their their, their voices, is it this way? The cave is under here. And, yeah, it's... it's, Uh, (laughs) The cave is dragging a cigarette. It's over. It's under this fridge. It's, like, voiced by the same woman that, like, does those cranky birthday cards. (laughs) (laughs) On my birthday. Oh, that grumpy grandma. Grumpy grandma. Yeah. Um... Do you think they yeah. tried to get the little girls to do the voiceover first? It was just like take well, after take after take, <laughs> like screwing it up. It's like, at first, maybe. I was like, "Oh, do they just not want to pay them?" And they just don't allow them to. Because they don't talk at all, right? They do it at the very end. Very There's end. one scene, and so it's like, like, "Oh, there goes great. that theory." Yeah, um, uh, I know. Because yeah, I thought great. it was just they didn't have a whatever. I wonder car. if they didn't if they just got like they didn't want to like fly them in to do ADR. It was like here, this person will do it. I don't yeah. know. But uh, here's my question, because Bridget, you've never watched this movie, right? Correct. When when Dan Aykroyd 
um, I can, I feel like I'm going to know the answer to this question, but like when he's giving the whole spiel before they turn the car around, right. When he gives a whole spiel to Chet and he's like, it's a yeah. great investment, blah, blah. Did you buy it? Like, did you think this was going to be a great investment? And that no. like, did you, <laughs> and, but did you know that he in fact was full of shit? I thought he was a bad guy. I thought like he okay. was going to take his. I didn't know. I mean, obviously it's a it's a family movie, so I knew it was going to resolve somehow. But like, I thought he was just going to like take his money and be a shithead. Like, interesting. Because when I was watching it, I was like, to me, it's like so clear that to me that he's like peddling an MLM or something. That I'm like meaning a multi level marketing. Yeah, I just thought he was. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I thought he was trying to dupe him or like put one over on him because he's like a simpleton. I was just, yeah, I was watching it as like, was there ever a time that I didn't know that like, like it wasn't so obvious that this is fake? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know what the director wants us to think. Like if he, he wants us to be like, oh, maybe he is helping him or that like, maybe he's like totally conning him. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Because don't you think Roman thinks it's a good investment? I don't know if he does. No, no. I actually guarantee he does not. It's not an investment. Well, I guess he put all of his money into it, but he was trying to recoup his losses. Yeah, he has some losses that he needs. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day, John Candy's not going to get any money back, but Roman might get back to normal. That's the idea? Well, John Candy's not investing any money because they tore up the check and he's getting Roman and his family to live with him. No, I know, but like, meaning, I guess not at the end of the actual day, but the end of the fake day. I think if, yeah, if he had taken the money, the idea was like he could have because he was in debt or something and so i think it was going to help his family in some way and okay yeah okay that makes sense so yeah so back to the girls um down in this cave (laughs) and (laughs) not to get gross but there's like a throwaway line from i think the hotel owner is like basically saying that like teenagers Teenagers. fuck in this cave (laughs) all the time and just makes me think that this is the nasty especially when it's flooded this Oof, is the nastiest little... cave in oh, the world slide yeah. down the slide that goes into <laughs> right. the cave it's Completely. like the automatically covered yeah. from head to toe in dirt and mud <laughs> yeah. that'll protect you <laughs> totally and it's interesting that the teenagers um like that old hotel owner really buried the lead about why it's dangerous like he didn't mention that it's the dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> like and, the teenagers someone should tell the teenagers to stop right <laughs> For real. <laughs> they, they're so gentle. Um, oh my God. That they won't disturb the dynamite. I um, was thinking about it too. Like them when like Dan Aykroyd um, climbs back up with them on his back. I'm like, I think those girls could have done a better job just like scrambling up. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. not that hard. It is no. like really, truly like a playground slide. It was a playground they're slide. It was like dumb. the double dare slide. They're kind of dumb. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I, I've oh, seen a lot does. of kids unable to climb up the double day slide. So. Climb up the Sunday slide? Yeah. Oh, God. I, want, I, I, I still I, wanted a chance to do that, here. man. Same oh, here. Oh, my God. God. All that whipped cream. Um, I yeah, I just, the whole, this whole part of it, and then, like, Chet, like, going by himself and not calling 911, and then, like, Dan Aykroyd leaving and not telling him. I'm just like, ah, these things like this kind of irk me in movies. I'm like, it just could be clearer, like, just wait for him to come back or like what why are they telling yeah. him but i mean he does have like his two scared daughters so i get that but like somehow leave like a board over there right. so it'll somewhat get into right his head but or he, course, he told the bear and the bear was supposed to tell and then meanwhile of course the bear goes down the sunday slide <laughs> or whatever it goes. well he 
he doesn't go down. Like, that's what my question was, is like, how long has the bear been down there? Like, did he I get trapped know. down there like no, 30 years there's, ago? There's another entrance. It's, so that's its He home. goes through the bear entrance. Okay. Yeah, bears only. Bears yeah. only, yeah. The bears that only. Makes sense. Um, and then there's like, you know, of course, like Chet throws a rope in the mine and the bear immediately grabs it and pulls it. It's just like adorable. <laughs> I did enjoy that physical comedy of John <laughs> yeah. Candy getting like slammed back into the trees. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Like, it's Although, just him scrambling around is, like, yeah. amazing. A bear is very strong and very heavy, and, yeah, you'd never be able to pull up that bear. Oh, no, he would have, like, broken his face. Yeah, totally. I guess that's I guess that's kind of, like, the whole thing is, like, John Candy versus the bear. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, that whole little moment where, like, the bear's chasing John Candy, <laughs> just, but they're, like, this close together. <laughs> yeah. Which the bear is obviously, yes, uh, just very much doing like a shortened run, a a canter, if you will. He's just like barely walking. It's like adorable. And then Annette Benning gets me again because when she sees the bear, she's like, she just says like, big bear. Uh I don't know what it was. She just, it was delightful. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, Big big bear chased me. Big bear. Oh, yeah, the out of breath. Big Big bear. Big bear. And it squishes Chet, which he would be dead because that bear weighs. Oh, yeah. yeah, He's saying uncle. Oh, my God. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, right. It'd be an interesting trivia question of like, how much must that bear weigh? 1,500 pounds. Oh, did you look it up? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're dead. Like, you're squished, right? Yeah. Like, you can't sustain that. I mean, I guess the door actually like equalizes the the weight a little bit. But I don't know. The bear is just jumping. Um, if a person who weighs like 200 pounds gets on top of you on a, you're, it's not going to feel Although good. there was a wide <laughs> shot and I couldn't tell if it was a dummy or a stunt double. Oh, underneath. Oh, you right. think they actually, that was like, that was I don't CGI, know. Like, Cause that wow. would answer our question. If a stunt oh. double could be on Cause I assume they didn't just like murder them for the <laughs> shot. We, we need this shot, James. Oh um, <laughs> James. It's a big, it's a big sacrifice, but it's cinema gold. You'll be the, the 25th biggest box office of 1988. Yeah, right. Which is true. 25th. I know. I read that too. It's like, how? What? Those are 25 movies? Like, that's crazy. It um, did not do great in the box no. office. No. So they all and, try to fight the bear and Roman comes with the oar. <laughs> towards. Oh, yeah. He is the oar. And then the hotel owner comes with that gun that's a lamp that needs to be plugged into work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean because a, a normal shotgun would not shave a bear's ass like this one did so i think that was because of it being plugged in uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> and then it's like i always thought as a kid like oh it's so gross like the bear has like now a bear like a bear bear ass and like moles or is it shot that's in i his think butt? that's the shot yeah Oof. God, was, I don't know why that always grossed me out as a kid. It was it not is great. weird. It's not it good. Just, it was bad all around. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's got a buzzed head, which he's which he's had for like twenty years. And he's got a name. It's like Julie or something like that. Jill. Oh, the, the bear. bear? Jill? The raccoons name her, and it's it's something <laughs> oh, like Julie. Oh wow! Interesting. Huh. 
Um, and so, yeah, the bear runs away and then everybody's happy. Yeah. And they're fine. It's like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. They're packing up the house. There's like, no trauma. They just didn't have this trauma experience. What if and it then, ate like one of the girls just and they're still fine? Maybe it did. I mean, well, how would the plot even change? Why you have right? twins, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Buck goes to appear and Do says to the lake if you ever <laughs> and my next note is just go to the restaurant where she works no katie you don't understand the queen. first thing about vacation i romance. guess i don't yeah exactly you've got all the time in the world to just which into this the is lake. probably why it never worked out for me because I, I spent my time talking to lakes <laughs> um, yeah and marry once yeah oh my god um and then yeah and then it's like race home which was another part that i was like really impressed that my sister remember oh, i did not remember how this movie uh yeah that's how... which it almost like sets it up for a sequel in a way it ends with a cocaine dance party is how it really ends. <laughs> well orgy that's true. orgy <laughs> first cocaine yeah. then orgy and there's this one couple that I think it looks like they're getting to a fight and like they're the leaders of the orgy. It's like right. one woman and the one guy. And mm. yeah, they're- I know. They're crazy. Going to town, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think- <laughs> Is that a preview? <laughs> <laughs> Just a... I like it, I like it. Uh, so yeah, that's the, that's the movie. I think we'd go into questions first. Yeah, I don't have any questions. I don't have any questions for Questions Corner. Yeah, uh, Nora L. didn't really have any questions either. Um, so we don't. No questions no. for Questions Corner this week. Lock down that question the corner. corner. Yeah. Uh, is it time for Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers? It is. Yeah. I went with little, uh, for once I marked them first. And so I've got little Wow, then faces. you should start us because you're oh, ready. Yeah, start us off. I think. Because I, I usually come off the seat of my pants. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good strategy to end with hummers in i in most of these i think that's a good one so i'm gonna allow okay. you to end with hummers but i don't have right. a preference this so. is like live negotiation of our podcast i <laughs> know i know we're very transparent about how sorry we about this. that all of our yeah. listeners that's true you, you know i'm not gonna edit this out you get two edits <laughs> per podcast <laughs> um, that's true uh let's start with hummers uh, bummers, bummers? Bummers. I said hummers. I was just messing oh. with Katie. Oh, yeah. Now we're going to start with bummers. And I have a feeling mine is going to be similar to other people's. So if anyone mm-hmm. wants to jump in first. Oh, I don't um, know. Mine is, my bummer is the bear abuse. It's just that. Oh, uh, should have thought of that. <laughs> knowing that they either shaved its head or yeah. prosthetics, definitely put like butt prosthetics over it. Yes. And then, yeah. So like, probably 15 seconds of moaning that that bear does as yeah. this family's laughing just that straight is up a lot laughing. of moaning yeah it's upsetting and this bear has a name um and just it's very Bart. upsetting for me well even the but yeah and it, is, it is unfortunate that like as outdoorsy as john candy kind of is or wanting like his kids to appreciate the great outdoors there's no appreciation for like hey we're in their space like yeah. you know like the bears are seen as like a menace and a threat and not like amazing you know so mm-hmm. it's, it is mm-hmm. kind of a but yeah um i think i'm really bummed out by that pool stick scene i i get mm-hmm. i get what it's about but like sh- he's he's not intentionally meaning to do it but the close-up on it the and the way work. That camera work that implies yeah. that like he could just 
do that to her without her knowing or her permission has me feeling creeped out. It bums me out. So I'm going to go with the, the pool cue scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, my bummer, uh, I remember being bummed as a kid too, that it's an all boy fishing trip. Mm. Uh, I think mm. that sucks. <laughs> like well, they're only half guys and like his, the twins, I mean, the, who wants to fish with those twins? No, it's, it's an all non-weirdo <laughs> fishing non trip But well. the wives, like Annette Benning and Connie, I feel like Connie would go fishing. Connie would go fishing before oh, Roman would go yeah. fishing. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so I'm like, they shouldn't have had, just like, let Roman sleep. Just go fishing as an actual family who wants to go fishing. So anyway. But she kept funny. hyping, like, it's a boy's weekend and you're going to do boy things. Yes. Yeah. a bummer anyway. Bums yeah. me out. I get it. I get it. Uh, dumbers. I think my dumber is the the dump bear scene. If that is a thing that people it's do, thing. it's dumb. I've never done it, but it's, yeah. Enticing a bear over to your car <laughs> with candy and then getting mad when they jump on your car and then driving well, away with it on your car he is threw, threw the candy bars on the hood of the car. I know. Like, yeah, did he expect them to have one of those like reach, reach or grabber things uh, to like? Yeah, get like it? yeah. Are the, like, ba the bears bear? gonna be like, oh, thank you. I'll lean across. Oh yeah. my god. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> so that's oh my, my uh, dumber. That's a good one. Um, I think mine is. I don't know if we talked about it, but like at the moment where. Dan Aykroyd has to be convinced to save his kids from a cave. <laughs> it's like, I understand what they're trying to do. Like, I understand the writing where they try to make it where like, I'm claustrophobic. What if I lose it? Like, it's kind of like this whole, I'm not good enough. I'm worthless. Right. Like this underlining insecurity. But like, ultimately, like if your twins are down a hole right. and the water's rising and there's a slide... Just go. Just slide down it. But, you know? But there's Sunday on that slide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was like, I just don't think that adds up. Roman isn't like a sociopath, you know? And they don't even make him like, I just don't think it works out. Yeah, that's a really weird scene. I'm glad they kids. brought that up. It's sort of, sort of. Uh, yeah, my dumber is going to be, for me, believing that vacation romance works out like this for years and years <laughs> and it just doesn't uh it yeah it yeah. um i was i was fooled by john hughes and it it doesn't you can't just go to a uh pool hall and then <laughs> not even try? like do something yeah i would I, I distinctly remember being in like dayton florida I don't know, somewhere in on the panhandle and going to like go-kart arcade stuff and uh um and table tennis. Not what table tennis. <laughs> uh, uh putt putt places. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was being yeah. too lazy. I wasn't putting my hands down for the proper mind Whoa! work. Whoa. Uh yeah, and and no, no no luck. No luck. Um Yeah. You, know you can't pick up panhandle girls and uh, right? I just think you didn't meet the right one. That's true. Or it's because my gigantic ears were even <laughs> more gigantic with a smaller head. Um, oh, man. That's a whole other podcast where we talk is. about our childhood insecurities. Yeah. Um, well, so what has us feeling hummy, Hummers? Uh, mine is just going to be the old 96er. Um, just, it's simple comedy, but it's, it's served up 
rare and yeah. the, the steak looks delicious. And I just, I love the line of like, he's not finished, you know, yet. And there's like, there's only gristle and bone on that. And it's like, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love it. My yeah. Hummer is is the nostalgia of this movie. I yeah. think like, I love, there was like one scene where it was just like, I don't know who was talking, but the background of them was just this sort of like homage to my childhood in terms of like the games of our childhood. Yeah. Like, or like what totally. it looks like to go on a vacation. It's like puzzles and games and like old magazines and then like all sitting around playing Monopoly with the board like up. It's like on a slant, which just Monopoly doesn't work with the board on uh, a slant. Monopoly just everything doesn't will work. Slide just, off. Yeah. But it reminds me of like going places with my family and like having those vacation moments. Um, and then like a, just a short second is I also have never really enjoyed Dan Aykroyd that much. And, mm-hmm. like, but I did really like him in this movie. And I thought that like that one scene with him on the cell phone really made me laugh. So that's my minor yeah. hummer. And I, I, I'll cut in just, you know, shout out to my folks who are coming to visit this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we did like huge, like month long vacations because my parents were both like teachers mm-hmm. and yeah, we would play games and camp for like a month and our game was spades and Mealborn. Oh, um, mm. yeah, solid. Anyways, yeah. What's the well, second game? Mealborn. It's French. It's a driving mm-hmm. game, but it's a car a card game. It's it's. I would love fun. for you to explain this game. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. And our All card right. pause, card podcast, <laughs> card, card podcast, card podcast, um, card, card podcast. I my uh, Hummer is like a mirror of Bridget's, I think, because it's a little bit of a double Hummer. But the the one is is like I just. I guess I've already spoken with it where like the family gets along and stuff, but in the same way that it's like a nostalgic view of family vacation, sometimes John Hughes movies, like for some reason, like really zoom in on the awkward and the painful of certain times. And Mm -hmm. this is like more about the joy, I think. And like, I love that. And similarly, um, uh, it doesn't take much for me to enjoy him, but uh, John Candy, I love John Candy. And this movie he, you can tell he's like mostly himself and then he's also like being comedic and acting and just, I don't know. I just love him. He's just so charming and lovable. And like when he hugs Buck and he's like, you're never too old for hugs. Like it's just like, he just sells it. You can just tell that he's kind of a uh, dorky dad, but he's like, he's confident about that. And I love it. It, Yeah. There's a genuineness that's there. Yeah. That just makes it completely believable. It's awesome. Yeah. And he's not a fool, you know, it, I, I love it. Guys, I don't really know John Candy. I feel like hmm. Uncle Buck is on our list uh, that yeah. people have recommended, and I've never seen that either. And I only really know him. I mean, I know who he is as like a comedic actor, like, you know, but um, from Home Alone, that's like the main thing that I remember him from. Oh, so it's exciting to get this like little peek into his his acting yeah. and his comedy. We'll have to watch some like old school SCTV, which is yeah. like the Canadian SNL. Yeah. Another movie is which is going to be my pick one of these days. I think John Candy has to be in it, but uh, Strange Brew. Strange Brew. Oh yeah. 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 He he was always um we we were a big Cool Runnings family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool Runnings. Oh, I did. I have seen Cool Runnings. Yeah. I don't even remember him in that movie. Oh yeah, he's the coach. Oh. He's, he's not guys... the Jamaican bobsledder. <laughs> he's one of the bobsledders. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. uh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. It does not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys want a fun great outdoors fact sure. uh, about yeah, yeah. this very podcast? Yeah. During this podcast, I 
killed a cockroach in the house. Oh. Yeah. Good story. Thanks. It's great. Was great it indoors, crunchy? But... I put myself on mute and spared everybody. I saw that. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Well, that brings me to your outfit. Um, oh, please. Yeah, go Funny on. Funny enough, was that I noticed you modeled your outfit off of Dan Aykroyd's mm-hmm. outfit. I believe it was his during the bat hunting scene. And I see yep. you have your, your bathroom trash can the waste basket yeah, yeah totally. over your face mm-hmm. um so it's been kind of hard to see you this whole podcast just through wicker basket but Very the wicker true. allows her to it, her voice isn't muffled you know? um and it's then good. you are um wearing a tank top because it's the summer and it's the great outdoors sure um and it says Oh God, I'm going to blow it because I, I can't read it very well. Cause like I said, it's hard to see you. Um, it, it literally says, is for prompt service. Blow me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is what the throwback is a throwback to I like it. John Candy blowing that weird horn <laughs> in the lobby. Yeah. of. The- oh yeah. And just leaning into the blow. Uh, yeah. Don't, I love it. don't use those during the COVID outbreak. <laughs> no. Yeah. I know. I was thinking it. about that. I was like, Oh, <laughs> gross. Gross. Just Who's the last random, He didn't even like wipe it off. He just like, okay. Yeah. Not only like that, but totally. the first breath in you take, it's just like uh, everybody else's oh, spittle. God. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, sure. Uh, I'll go, uh, Bridget. Um, yeah. I mean, keeping it 100%, uh, a little aggressive for my taste, but you are a fan of the speedboat Suck My Wake. Yeah. And I know this because every single piece of clothing you're wearing right now is just aggressively advertising Suck My Wake. It's That's like, right. it's all leather, but just very detailed embroidery. Um, I'm not going to mention some of the curse words that are, are that are added to it as well. No. Um, there's some sponsorship by like Pennzoil, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's just, it is, it's very clear. Thank I will, you. I will give you that. And it, it looks awesome. Thank looks- you. So I really like your very punny shirt inspired mm. by the great outdoors that just has like a big, a big, um, amazing bear on it. Full, full head of hair full butt of hair um and beside it is just a mostly finished 96er and on top it says i love gristle (laughs) i'd wear that shirt shirt. it's amazing you are wearing that shirt i am wearing that shirt i mean the i will point out that the the brown bear is my spirit animal and i have many that's Many true. shirts that have bears on them. You do, yeah. In fact, I have like w- my favorite shirt. I have only, I guess, two uh, ones the of them. Na- I, the Nationals. I love, it's a, no, it's a Blitz and Trapper shirt. Oh, and I once yes. had three versions because I, I love this shirt and I got two more. Yeah. And, but I gave one cool. to a friend. Um, so now I just have two copies of that shirt. I know yeah. it's your shirt, Philip, but I want to give all the credit to Katie because that's very fun. I like <laughs> I like yeah. Grizzly Bears. <laughs> no, no, yes, please do. Yes, <laughs> Grizzly <Awesome>. Bears. Please, <laughs> there's websites where you can design shirts. If you do this, do Katie, it. I we will do wear it. that shirt. I think with with Nora's help, we could do it. Yes, Aww. she is. Yeah. Well, we should all have one. Yeah. All right, so it's time to decide. Oh God, I forgot. <laughs> Is it the name real? of the podcast? Is it the real? <laughs> um, 
I'll go first. I don't think I've gone first in a while. I am going to go ahead. I've done some thinking about this and I'm going to say this movie is for real. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm sort of surprised myself. Um, but I, I do, I appreciate what you said, Katie, about the families. I think it's, it's fun. It's wholesome. It's interesting. It's a good, it's just a good, it's a good movie. So um, I like the, the comedy in it. I actually did laugh out loud. I mean, we talked about some of the problem areas, but mm. it gives me the eighties nostalgia that I think I, I love. So um yeah, I don't have a, I think you like covered it all and I don't have a lot to add. And I really am watching this, like my sister said, I, I once a week might have been intense, but we watched it a lot and I wasn't sure, I haven't seen it for years and years. And so I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. But in rewatching it, I'm glad you went first, Bridget, because like, I was like, I'm just loving this. And I can't tell if I'm just like riding the nostalgia roller coaster, but um, yeah, I would for sure recommend it. And I, I don't think there's anything that's like so relatively so problematic it was kind of most of it was like um yeah just pretty like funny or plot driven and uh yeah i i definitely think it's for real yep um while it's been decades since i've seen this movie i had an inkling that it would be for real um but for all the reasons you guys mentioned it held up and it's for real be for reals. Wow. Yeah. It's been a while, I think. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, that leads us into our song. Yeah. Well, you kind of heard a preview of it, we but did. I couldn't I couldn't handle just all that sexy saxophone music for without thinking about my favorite sexy saxophone. Let's do it. Which is this one? Which will which will <laughs> talking about my uh, wedding band for my upcoming nuptials and there is a saxophone player and they will be playing Good. sexy saxophone I uh, that's I cool love me some 80s sexy sex that reminds me of the full 20 minute intro to teen <laughs> <laughs> and you know why i love that movie yeah i Which, get it i get it katie get your rankings in and then during yes. the next podcast we'll announce what our current Re- average rankings are for all Ooh, of our movies. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah. Spo- spoiler, um, right now, Teen Witch is in first place. Oh my god. Okay. Cool. Guys, I have a lot. I think the whole point of this podcast was for <laughs> me to get you to watch Teen Witch. <laughs> yeah. And it happened. And I mean, we're we're coming up on our, is this our 19th episode? Uh, yeah. I think so. Kind of amazing. I think, I think so. It's incredible. It's kind of um, yeah. Nope. Yeah, I think the, tw- yeah, the, this is our 20th, I think. Our 20th podcast. We should have had like some champagne. I think there'll be some other celebrations. Uh, we actually have our movie picked up for next week. That's right. Um, by uh, John B. He picked out uh, for us Beverly Hills Cop, which I've never seen. And Me always either. got confused with True Beverly Hills. Yeah. So I'm excited <laughs> to know that they're different movies. They're basically the same though. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh. Thank you, Jenny L. And yeah, and Carl L. Carl L. For your suggestion. And um, that was uh, the great outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>